Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Carlos Pena, and I want to welcome you all to Placata Nation. And I'm here with my cuz, mi primo from the Bronx, cuz Rod. Yo, welcome. You already know. Everyone. You already know. But Rod, we got a very special guest today. Yes. We got the men. Yes. The polar bear, <laughs> Pete Alonso. That's right, from the New York Mets. Thanks, Welcome, guys. I really, I really appreciate it. And Carlos, I, I love talking to you, man. So, I mean, it's it's always it's always a pleasure. So, this is I know this is gonna be a fun time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for taking the time, Pete. Yeah. And we were just we were just talking about the fact that <clears throat> spring training is just right around the corner. And I know you're a worker, man. Yeah. So I want to know where are you at in your training. Let me know how, what is your mindset. How is how does your body feel? Ready to go? Yeah, I mean, body feels great. And right now, uh, especially since we're right on the cusp of, uh, of camp starting, like I'm pretty much doing everything I would normally do in a regular spring training day. Uh, the only thing that I'm not doing is uh, kind of getting to know my teammates. But like regarding like taking ground balls, throwing, uh, taking infield, infield, outfield, um, hitting BP and stuff like that, I'm, I'm right where I need to be. And this is pretty much my normal routine other than uh, facing live arms and uh, like doing defensive work with guys I'm going to play with during the year. But everything like uh, from physical work, it, it's right now I'm right the same where I need to be. And Pete, you're, you're like, you're so, you're so laser focused um, in your approach on how you do things. And it's really inspiring to, to see that a young player and a young player in who plays in the stage that you play uh, here in New York, I'm 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 in New York too. I'm in the Bronx, and I have a bunch of friends that are massive, massive Met fans. <laughs> Shout out to them! And um, uh, I just got to say, man, you've uh, your your personality, your your approach to the game, your attitude, your size, everything. You've like you've captured the imagination of so many uh, people here in New York, but also around baseball, man. Like, how does it feel like to 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 be that guy? To, to have that presence and to have so many people that actually, you know, really, really root for you. I mean, it's, it's really a blessing because for me, like I, like, I'm sure there's, I mean, every, every big leaguer really wasn't supposed to be there because yeah, it doesn't matter where you get drafted. You could be drafted the last guy in the draft or, or first rounder, but it's really, really difficult to make it to the big leagues, but also it's to, to find success and sustain success. It's, 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 extremely extremely difficult you have to be disciplined you have to have a great uh mental fortitude and honestly you have to have a great work ethic but there are some people who are just like just ridiculously talented that play the ba uh, play the game of baseball and um i mean for me like i i'm blessed with uh, a few certain gifts but for me like i'm not i know i'm not a five tool player like i have to 
like I'm not going to steal bases. Like I can do the best I can to play. Um, I mean, play like run the steal steal the bases. But there's different things that like I just can't do. Like I'm not going to go out there and steal 40 bags a year. Like that's just not who I am. My my job is to be the best first baseman I can be and be the uh, most disciplined at the plate I can be. Because for me, I, I take pride in doing the little things uh, and right. I like taking the extra base, advancing on a dirt ball read. And for me, like, that's how I have to be successful in the game. I have to continuously to do all the little things right. And then also, like, prepare myself mentally to win the mental battle over 162 games against the best pitchers in the world. Pete, oh, like, even hearing you say all that, I want to ask you this question. Do you consider yourself an overachiever? Oh, for sure. Um, absolutely, <laughs> I do. And I want to continue to overachieve. And for me, I want to be able to hold myself to, to high expectations. And uh, for me, like, I want to be the best player I can be every single year. And I want to be able to hold myself to a high standard and uh, continue to do that and push for that. And wherever the results may lie that year, like, that's that's where they're going to lie. You can't necessarily change the results in baseball sometimes you have to have a little bit of luck sometimes you have to have some calls go your way and sometimes you gotta um you gotta have some uh, some windier days for the ball to go out and help your help your team uh advance and, and keep winning games because um it, it's wild because every everything that i do it's like i i just try and be the best i can each day because every day like last year uh, we finished with the same record as the Braves, but there's games like, oh, it's the Braves series. No, like the week before, we lost five out of six games against. Uh, we lost two out of three against the against the Nationals, and we lost. Uh, we got swept by the Cubs. All of those were at home, so it's like people love to say like, oh, you you guys lost or lost the division in the wild card. It's like no, like Braves are a great team. And we were pretty much neck, uh, neck and neck the entire year with them. But we lost the division when we got swept by the Cubs. We lost the division when we got lost two out of mm. nationals. So I, I, I try and come with it every day, no matter who the opponent is, because anyone can get you in the big leagues. Anybody. No one's safe. You know, this is a great concept. because The reason why I asked that question, Pete, is precisely because you could have different attitudes, right? You could be that type of guy who says, you know what, I am gifted with so much talent and skill. Um, and you kind of just lay back a little bit. So that overachieving, overachievers mentality that says, you know, I do have a few gifts. Just listening to you say that, I'm like, you have a lot more than just a few gifts, but you're so yeah. humble. And I love that mentality because that's what's gonna keep yeah. you working. Like you don't take anything for granted. So that overachieving mentality just keeps you coming. You never get comfortable. No, I, I never, I mean, um, yeah, I, ne I never want to be comfortable because uh, comfort in certain ways, I wouldn't say it's uh, complacent, comfortable and complacent are, are kind of in the, in the same neighborhood. But once you get complacent, I mean, the game will come back and humble you real quick. I mean, there's only, I mean, this is a, an age old saying, but there's two people in the game of baseball, the, the people who are humble and then the people who uh, are about to be humbled. <laughs> and you see, that's the mentality. That's the mentality. I think that's a, a massive reason why, like just going back to what I said before is that's why so many people have just, you know, fallen in love with you here in, in New York city, 
uh, uh, Met fans and baseball fans alike because of that mentality. You know, this is as much as people think about New York City as, you know, this big city, there's a lot of money and this and that. This is a this is a very blue collar city. A lot yeah, of people go yeah. to work and you have that, you know, you have that workman's like mentality. And I think that's what a lot of the other your other teammates have too. that that I think makes all of you as a team uh, so beloved to 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 so many of your fans. And I feel like that's like what Carlos said. There is something to that, and 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 you have so many skills. Yeah, man. You know, I don't think there's many stadiums that can hold you in because you you you're a beast. You are the polar bear. And I also feel that what you bring to the table is that humbleness. It is that approach. It is that mentality. And that's so easy for again for a fan base and for a team to just you know wrap your arms wrap your arms around you and just say yeah this is our guy. You know. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And for me, like, I just want to represent, uh, represent my team, represent myself and my family, because as much as much as hard work that that goes into that I've done and accomplished or and obstacles I've overcome, like it, it truly takes a village because there's been so many coaches um, uh, that have helped me out through my um, amateur and professional career there's so many people that have had a, a positive impact and for me i just want to be able to um get the most out of myself i want to continue to push uh push my limits and um and then really discover how far like i can take myself in the in the game because i i have i'm really really thankful and, and blessed that i've had a tremendous amount of people especially my family and and my wife that have been there and, and helped me throughout like difficult times. And uh, even when times are good, just the difficult, like day-to-day -day grind, it's, it's yeah. tough. It takes uh, a lot of mental fortitude and I'm just really lucky to have a lot of people in my corner. You know, when you sit in the sidelines, you know, in, in the off season, you're relaxing with your family, but you're seeing the moves being made and you see the Grom leaves, you see Verlander comes in, you know, shirts are coming back. Uh, you see the additions and the subtractions. Uh, do you think this year's ball club is actually better than last year's? Well, I I don't know. There's only one way to find out, and that's to play. Uh, and that's that's to play it out. I mean, last year's ball club, I, I thought we were we were excellent. I mean, that was easily one of the one of the best teams I've ever been on. I mean, winning 101 games is is really special. But I mean. I, I mean, falling, falling short, I, I feel like we had a really good chance to, uh, to, to do it. I, I thought we had pitching, we had, we had bats, I like our talent and, and, uh, also the way that we gelled together, like we genuinely cared about each other. It was a great group of guys. And that's why for us, like it, it stung, uh, when the last out was made and in the locker, like, I don't want to feel that feeling again. And this group of guys, I mean, uh, coming into the season, I haven't necessarily, gotten to talk to everybody but i mean the talent speaks for itself um but i, I want to be able to be better i don't care if we i don't care how we get in the playoffs but i want to be holding up the trophy at the end of the year because that's that's the most important that's the most important thing so how if if we can be that team then i then that that would be that'd be awesome because that's that's the goal we want to be better hey pete like you just mentioned that moment when the last out was made and you knew the season was over and you also knew how big of a year you as a team were, was, you know, you guess we're having a great year. You were having an unbelievable season um, yeah. as well individually. Tell me, what does it feel like? Like when it's over and you're like, 
this is not the way I wanted to end. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just, just get this sour, this sour taste, uh, sour taste in your mouth. It's like, it's like, it was just such an unbelievable ride. And, um, you just didn't want it to end because like, again, like we gen, like we cared about each other and we just, and we weren't ready for it because for us, it's like, we just didn't expect to be losing the first round of the playoffs like that. Like we're, none of us ever had a doubt in our mind that we were going to like, that we weren't going to, that we were going to go all the way. Like there was no doubt. And then when it finally happened where it's like, it's like no, no one was mentally prepared to lose, like because which is I mean, which is great because you don't want to think about losing. But it was just like no one could even fathom about like losing the first round of the playoffs. Like none of us even had it in our minds. So that I mean, it's it was, it was awful. It was bad. Did it take a while? Did it take a while for you to just shake that off and get back to work? Um, I mean. After after the game ended, I think it's like, you know what, like it wasn't meant to be it. It took me like it took me a while to it, it, it was quick regarding to like digest and realize what happened. It's like, OK, yeah, like we're not playing baseball and then, like seeing people like champagne shower. It's like, yeah, that was that's that's very final. Like, you know, but for us and or for me, it's like, all right, like, let's just let's go home. You know, like it's it was a long year, like it was a it was a great year in so many ways. But you know what? Let's just try and do the best we can to hit the reset button. And that's what we did. That's what the best you know, do. <laughs> you, Turn the page. You know, Pete, Pete, you're you, the Mets as a whole. You guys are trending upward. And, and granted, yeah, last year uh, was a, a bit of a downer and how it ended. Um, but I look at you guys as a squad and I see the moves being made. Um, you have a, you have a, an owner now that's just, you know, that wants to win so bad. I call him uncle Steve, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, uh, he wants to win just like you guys want to win. You can see the hunger around the team and, and I'm, you know, I, I, I you can talk to Carlos. I, I'm, and listen, a full disclosure, I'm a Yankee fan. So I'm sorry, Jordan, I just want to let you know, but I'm also very fair. <laughs> and I've also said that I do feel like you guys are in a prime position to win a to win a World Series in the next few years. I just, I there's there's way too much talent on that team for you guys not to get to that level. And I'm just looking at you, and I'm looking at your numbers and how you've just just trended. I mean, last year 131 RBIs. I mean, that's massive. You know what I mean? And I I do personally feel like you are on the cusp of winning an MVP, if not this year, maybe next year. You just have. It's it's all going in the direction where it's it's lining up. You know how you can just tell with numbers and just with things. But in your case, um, how how does it feel with just with, with 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 knowing that you have the fan base and and you have the attention now with the media where they're like, you know what, those are the New York Mets. We have to look at them. You guys play in this in this beast of a division where it's just you got the Phillies, you got the Braves, the Marlins are coming up. I mean, every every division game is a battle. Like, how how is that? I mean, for us, I, I think that we spent um, we spent a lot of time, like especially this this past year. Like, there was no any division game. It's like, all right, yeah, you're playing the Marlins, but you got to go face Sandy Alcantara. Like, all right, have fun with that. <laughs> um, and then and then it's okay. 
next week we got we got four games against the Braves, and then you got the Phillies. And I mean the I mean East is no joke. I I, I think last year. I mean, I think that was arguably was one of the one of the best, if not the best, division in baseball. I mean, um, so I mean, it's it was, it was wild. But for us, uh, like as a team, I mean, everybody that's there in the locker room is like is hungry. Is like it's this infectious attitude that just want, people want to get after it. And it's not just like work, 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 work. It's people that are are being smart. It's like you know what, I'm going to manage my workload. Uh, today so I can uh, be a badass today on the field it's not just everybody that's like hitting for a million a million hours and then like tired before the game it's like everybody is like not just working like hard but working smart as well it's like everybody is fully focused and you can see it it's it's um, that attitude is established from the top down and obviously like with Steve I mean everyone knows that he wants to win and then also him putting place uh, people in the front office and uh, like people that are dedicated to that as well. And it's, it's a really great environment. And I think it's, um, I mean, we, we've done a really good job so far, but I mean, I know Steve, he like, he wants to create a dynasty and that's, and, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the goal. So for, for mm-hmm. us, it's, it's great to be a part as players. It's great to be a part of, and we want to be able to, to, to continue the success and win games and, and bring home a championship. That's, that's the goal. How much is that mentality uh, from Buck, uh, Buck Showalter, the manager? How, how has he rubbed off on, on you as, as a manager? I think, I mean, I th- honestly, he's, he's truly been special. I mean, there's, I've had a manager like him. Uh, honestly, I, I don't think that there's really any manager like him, uh, but <laughs> It's it's been it's been awesome because he has that great blend of uh, of, of old school uh, that old yeah. school baseball type mentality, but then also too like he's um, he's still sticking with the times and stuff like that. So yes. he has that good mesh of like uh, like analytics or all the using all the metrics and stuff like that, but also he understands that his players are are human beings. So yeah. he does a really good job of of like just knowing the players knowing like okay yeah that's that might be a good matchup on paper but you know what like i i just don't see mm-hmm. i don't see it today and we'll we'll go with someone else and for a really long time like i mean i mean over the course of the year buck made a lot of excellent decisions and um and again like he's 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 been awesome and he's his doors are always open and it's funny cuz like he'll call people into the office people will think they're in trouble he's like no, I just want to talk. I just, I just, I'm just, I'm just bored. I just want to talk. <laughs> hey, right. Like, like he surprised me because honestly playing against him, I'm like, man, this guy, like, he just looks like, a, like mean, like you don't want to talk to Buck. Right. Uh, yeah. But then you meet him and this guy's got the greatest personality. Mm-hmm. He is so funny. Um, so he's very intense, stoic when he has to be. But then when you get to know him man, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I work with him here at the network mm-hmm. uh, and he is, he's just an amazing dude overall. So yeah, uh, I want to take you back. Hey, Peter, let me take you back over there. We, we were, I'm, I'm at the regional super regionals over there and you, you're playing for university of Florida Gators. So I, I had the privilege and I, I'm going to say this cause I'm going to, I'm going to own this of calling first your placatas, right? Like I was yeah. there <laughs> celebrating your power before Everyone else in the nation caught on, you know, when you hit yeah. the world by storm. 
hitting 53 placatas in your rookie season. Uh, yeah. By the way, having a monster year again this season, if you look at that OPS plus, which is a pretty good indicator of performance in, in, in the advance with the adjustment um, uh, factor in there, you had Nasty. almost a, an equal uh, season as far as production is concerned when it comes to that stat. People don't realize how good this past year was for you. Um, what, what are you trying to work on now going forward? Um, I think for me, the, the biggest, biggest adjustment I want to, I want to really, um, really get better on is, is, uh, just walking more. I mean, I know it sounds, I know it sounds like stupid, but I mean, I, I would like to like to walk more. I feel like the, the three, two count really wasn't, uh, really wasn't my friend this past year. And I want to be way more disciplined and, um, and not give in on, on three, two counts. And, and P, okay, how do you accomplish that? I mean, don't give any secrets away, but um, for those hitters watching, you know, is it about controlled aggression? Is it more about maybe backing off a little bit, 3-2? Because I know you don't ever lose your aggressiveness. You're an aggressive hitter right, the entire yeah. at-bat, even with two strikes. Yeah, because uh, for me, anytime I get defensive, that's when I feel like my timing slips a little bit um, because I, I there's been – so many pitches um uh, i feel like with two strikes i i get um i, I feel like i have a, a really good two strike approach but three two i just feel like that oh they got to come to me they got to come to me and they don't and then i get too aggressive so i mean i actually think that oh two oh two one two 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 i'm really good it's just that like okay I, i've worked to get to three two i've fouled off some tough ones they got to come to me now and then it's like and then sometimes it's like I, I, or it's like I get too excited or I gamble on, on it being a cookie over the middle and then it's not. But then I swing at something bad or, or just like, or if it is there, I didn't really put my best controlled swing on it. But I don't know. It's just one of those three, two counts. That's, that's, I think that's the most difficult count in the big leagues to hit in. Hey, Pete, how about, how about uh, I want to ask you about the the other monster on the other side of New York, you know, Aaron Judge. I mean, arguably, we could say that the best power hitters in the game today are here in New York City. Easily. Um, looking to the other side, uh, to the New York Yankees, and see what Judge was able to do. You know, what, what, have, what, what do you admire in his approach? What have you learned from him? Um, and... Uh, you know, how cool is it to be part of that elite power group here in New York? I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Honestly, I think it's, um, I mean, in a, in a way it's, uh, it's friendly com competition from afar. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's great because you have two. I mean, New York, it's just, uh, it's a big city. People love their baseball. And also too, like there's nowhere else in the world where people love home runs more like, like people <laughs> in New York love homers and it's it's awesome i mean it, it's a super special city and, and for me i feel like um i represent my team uh well and, and aaron obviously does a, an absolutely wonderful job but it's it's really awesome i was i was a little i was a little upset uh because i was rooting for him to uh to win the triple crown i mean hitting 62 yeah. is special but for him to win the triple crown oh that would be like i mean that's that would be like something really special i know that hitting 62 home runs that's an absolute journey 
and uh, just an unbelievable, um, unbelievable year because how many days that you have to be consistent, how many days that you like can't foul off that one pitch that, that you're going to see all game. I mean, man, like it was, it was really cool to see, uh, see how a season just unfolded and, and just blossomed into this like ridiculous year. Right. Dude, I'm a piggyback. I'm a piggyback off of off of uh, Carlos right here. I'm, you know, I I know you're being you know humble and modest, and and I love it. But you broke uh, Aaron Judge's rookie home run record. Now, uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I gotta ask. Are you gonna go for 63 next year? <laughs> well, I'm, so it's it's funny. So people think that uh, it's Aaron's record, which it is in the American League. So for yes, me, yes, for me, so I can't really beat his record because I'm in the National League. Oh no! Right. So it's I, I understand I, what you're saying. So go in terms of surpassing him, though, yeah. Well, I I have to I I mean I gotta go if I do go. I mean it has to be Barry, right? Uh, there you go. There you let's, go. Let's do oh, it. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> I'm god! I'm gonna myself and then make my lord, <laughs> Pete. That's Pete, you will you do that? This is this city would erupt in a way that I haven't seen in a long, long time. My goodness, man! Oh lord! Yes, you talk about this, but Rod, listen to this, Pete. Please back me up on this one because I I watch you in the home run derby. You've won it twice. You are like the the champion of of, of derbies. Um, but I see you in between at bats. You go in the cage. Yeah, And you have a drill that I pointed out to everyone. I'm like, why is he hitting using the high T and he's hitting line drives to the end of the, the cage with the high T? Because everyone is like, no, he's trying to hit home runs, So he's got to lift the ball. And here he is trying to hit a line drive, line drive on a high pitch. Let's talk about that, please. Yeah. So basically what I try and do, so any homer – it's you're hit on basically you're hit on the sweet spot of the bat or the meat of the barrel. I'm just trying to work on like just mastering the sweet spot and hitting a, a just a hard line drive to the big part of the field. And for me, like having a so Aaron, right? Let's look at his season last year. So if you look at all of his home runs, all of them are those are considered like barrels, whether it be like on a metric or like just the eye test. So mm-hmm. all of those six, the 62 homers, those are line drives that just happen to go out of the ballpark. He's not trying to hit homers. He's, I think he's honestly, if, if I were to put myself in his shoes, he's just trying to hit a line drive over the pitcher's head mm-hmm. or over the second baseman's head. But because he's big and strong and, and like can hit the ball really far and really hard, those line drives, that high quality approach and that small mindset or that, um that target it that Mm -hmm. small thoughts equal big results and for him he just mastered like his he mastered the sweet spot last year where it's like all the singles he would hit were bullets i mean yeah i mean every once in a while every guy gets some cheapies but like when we played against him uh in both subway series like he didn't have any cheap hits he was just super short and direct to the baseball which is to do that consistently over the course of the season, it's special. So, I mean, that's how you that's how you hit homers, and that's how you develop. Uh, or you homers are homers are line drives. This is for the young kids or for the high schoolers watching. Homers happen because you have polished your swing enough to hit line drives consistently. Homers are hit or homers are produced in the weight room, and then also mm-hmm. pure 
Like if you're if you're a younger kid and you're hitting line drives, you never know like how strong you're going to end up getting later on in life. Like if you're 12, 13 years old and like you're just waiting on your body, it'll get there. I, I promise. Like yeah. you're going to hit growth spurts. Uh, kid muscles are going to start to turn into man muscles. And I, I've seen kids that, I mean, even me, like I was 18 years old. I grew an inch in college and I put on uh, 20, uh, 20 more pounds by the time I was a, a junior. So like people change and adjust the older they get just that you have to wait on your body and then put in the work and homers are produced in the weight room line drives produce like consistent, give you that consistent, um, that barrel control. Well, okay. I am going to clip that off. I'm going to clip that off. And this is absolute gold. So yeah. Pete Alonso here, one of the most prolific home run hitters in the game today, just basically said, that he doesn't try to hit home runs. He tries to hit line drives, and he understands that the home <clears> runs happen on their own. Slightly mishit underneath, those are home runs. But he's trying to hit line drives. People don't want to believe me when I say that. Yeah. Pete Alonso just validated that idea uh, right there. So I appreciate it, Pete. Now, I had to say that. I got to clip that off. That it was absolute gold yeah. for hitters. Rod, I know you wanted to get some personal questions for Pete. A little bit I deeper. did. Yeah, yeah, Pete. Pete, um, uh, you know, we're talking. Uh, we we, we kind of went through it a little bit, but I just want to ask you, uh, who is uh, the most influential person or people in your life? I mean, I, I, I'm just really lucky. I, I mean, I mean, my parent. I I had awesome parents. I mean, uh, grandparents, uh, some unbelievable coaches, and uh, some great friends, and then also like my wife. I mean, I just. Uh, I just have an extremely strong support system and I, I'm just really lucky. So, I mean, it, it's, it's really, I, I'm very blessed to have like just uh, a, a lot of high quality people in my corner and that have helped me not just like on the field, but uh, like, thank you to my coaches and everybody who's helped develop me from the baseball side. Uh, but also uh, people like in, in personal life too. So, I mean, it, all, all aspects. I'm just really, really, really fortunate. That's beautiful, yeah. man. Now, the other thing, um, uh, I know you have the Alonzo Foundation. Uh, you know, obviously, me being a local guy, uh, I've seen you guys do so many awesome things. Obviously, um, uh, Tunnel to Towers, which is a huge thing here for uh, the 9-11 survivors. Um, we also seen you do stuff for the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, can you tell us more about uh, the, the Alonzo Foundation? Yeah, so uh, basically what... Um, what kind of started this was during COVID, my, my wife and I, we were just like, we, we wanted to do something. We wanted to create a positive impact wherever we could. And we started, uh, we started the Alonzo Foundation uh, in wake of the pandemic. First, we just wanted to just kind of do whatever we could with uh, like, uh, uh, like just anyone helping out on the front lines, uh, working and, and making sure everyone is safe and healthy. Um, and we, we've done a ton of things with veterans. We've done a, a ton of things with, um, like firefighters, uh, doctors, nurses. Um, and now we're starting to, uh, basically, uh, we're not transitioning, but we're focusing on, uh, some other aspects. Like we're focusing on, um, like not just helping out animals, but to, uh, help shelters out, uh, rehome some animals. And then also, um, just do things in our community where, we can help impact kids and uh, do that through uh, the game of baseball because 
for me, like baseball means so much. And I feel like that without like certain structure, especially nowadays, like kids need to be outside. Kids need to be like, have that uh, sort of like passion. And instead of like being on their phones or just like not really understanding like what's going on, they can actually go out, interact with kids, have fun, be in a fun, safe environment, like whether it be in a little league or um, travel team. Uh, so we've done a lot of things in uh, inner city areas in New York and as well as Tampa. Um, and we just want to help people um, the best, best we can, positive impact in our communities here in New York and also in Tampa. You know, it's, it's amazing to see uh, what you've been doing, uh, Pete. And um, I had uh, the, the honor of meeting your parents actually in, in Tampa not too long ago. And it, it was, it was no doubt, you know, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, I know where that solid character that Pete displays comes from, you know, that I, I met your wife and it was awesome to see that you're a family man and uh, right. how much you care about your community and utilizing the platform um, that, that has been given to you because you do not take it for granted, seriously inspiring. And uh, I think it's just a very clear example to follow. It's exemplary, uh, Pete. Thank you. Um, another question that I thought would be interesting to hear you uh, kind of go through and, and think through is what would you tell a younger Pete Alonso, your younger self? What advice would you give him, knowing what you know now? Um, if if anyone tell if anyone says it's going to be easy, tell them that they're they're full of it. Um, because there's some, I mean, there's nothing in the game of baseball, nothing, nothing's easy. Nothing's, nothing's given to you. Uh, you you have to go out there and not just earn it, but you have to earn it twice. And Hmm. there's going to be people that are going to, that are going to say, no, there's going to be people that you're going to think, uh, that you're going to think that their opinion matters and holds weight. But realistically, like if you, uh, perform and if you're a man of, of substance or in a player of substance that overrides everything else and that's what's going to get you through just keep hammering until the door breaks down that's awesome and uh, and be well on, on that note you know i would love to know do you have a favorite quote something that has inspired you and, and motivated you th- throughout your life yeah so um so Growing up, uh, my grandpa always used to say, keep on swinging. Uh, and for me, like any, that's super, super easy because like any, any time just keep, when things get tough, you just, you just keep going and keep shooting your shot. And, uh, there's this other quote that, um, so recently I, uh, I, I visited the Roosevelt Annex in Key West and, uh, President Roosevelt had this uh, saying on on his desk. It's like the buck stops here, and mm-hmm. uh, the the tour guide said that um, everyone because everyone knows that saying, or a lot of people know that saying, and it what it means is uh, so back in the day uh, when the Cowboys out west used to play poker, instead of a poker chip, uh, the dealer um, was passed a buck knife, and you had the opportunity to pass it off. And if there was any missed deals or if there's anything wrong in the game, uh, it would be the dealer's. It'd be the dealer's fault, and he he would have hell to pay because you'd have a bunch of uh, angry people um, with uh, with their money in the pot and et cetera. 
So basically, when the buck stops here, when someone says the buck stops here, they're willing to own own the mistake and they're willing to be accountable. But also, they're not afraid to put themselves out there and and uh, be the guy that uh, performs. So for me, like uh, I, I really I really like that saying, and I have always under like known the saying, but I never really understood what it meant. And so for me, like every night, it's when I go out there and play, it's like. I'm going to go out there and give it hell. Like I'm going to go out there and compete my ass off. And, uh, but if I mess up, that's it's my fault. I own it. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not mm-hmm. afraid of the consequences. So for me, like I, I really, I really, really love that saying. Oh, powerful accountability. I yeah, love it. I, uh, Pete, I gotta, I gotta give you a shout out to, I remember rookie year, your rookie year. Um, uh, I know it was a it was a great year individually for you. I know as a team it was you know I know it could have been better. And I noticed how you were the one answering a lot of questions in the press. The press came to you as a rookie asking you stuff. And I gotta say, man, I gotta give you so much credit that and and you saying that quote, you know, the buck stops here. You took responsibility early on as a rookie. Like those are things that are invaluable um, as a as a leader in the clubhouse and as just a, a a player of your stature. And I gotta commend you on that, man. Like you know, you really do live by the whole you know the buck stops here thing and. And uh, again, the the Mets have something, ex- someone extremely special uh, in you, and I commend you for that, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, also, too, I, I I'm really lucky because I had uh, two just first class pros that uh, I got to uh, pick their brain and learn from. So uh, my my two veterans that I had that really helped me out, uh, uh, Robbie Cano and uh, Todd Frazier, those guys really kind of like took me under their wing and said. Mm-hmm just uh really helped me along through the entire uh that entire journey that entire season so. is it true that uh todd frazier was the one that gave you the nickname of the polar bear yeah that's true <laughs> wow. yeah, so for me so it's my first um so it's my second big league camp and my first like real chance i had to like become a big leaguer so i'm in the corner so todd frazier has the corner corner locker and then I'm right next to Todd, and then Robbie Cano is um, is right across from me. So like I'm, I I was really fortunate that I got to get to know them during spring training. But like for me as a as a kid, or like not a kid, I'm, I'm I got a chance to to break camp as a rookie, and I'm like sitting there. That's the golden rule: don't talk unless you're unless you unless talk to. But those those two guys were just really really awesome. They they treated me like I was. Um, they, they treated me like a like a real person, which was which was awesome. I because for me it's like, oh my god, like that's uh yeah. that, like, like that's Robbie Cano and then Todd Frazier, like two time All Star, home run derby champ. Like, it's like wow, like these guys are actually like talking yeah. to me. Like I'm just and eventually like the, <laughs> their big message is just be yourself. Like on the field, play how you play, play your game, and um and then be be who you are. So I, I really appreciate those two guys because they, they've really helped uh, help me out uh, dealing with um, like not not the baseball stuff, but the, the the quote unquote, the New York stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these these are great uh, uh, concepts, you know, everything that you're sharing uh, with our audience, you know, talking about. Uh, keep on swinging it, you know. My grandfather used to say, "The buck stops. Uh, the buck stops here." Uh, and, and accountability and responsibility. And then when you talk about your teammates, I could just sense a humility 
how you yeah. will always continue to grow precisely because of that. Um, because you respect uh, your your teammates, you respect the game. Um, so so I'm, I'm just so excited uh, for, for what the future holds for, for you because the process that you employ, it's just right on, Pete. So really excited about the future. Thank you. And with that, with that, Pete, uh, we, we're going to, we're going to just go forward to a game we play here as we wrap up. Okay. Um, it's called Going Going Placata with <laughs> Pete Alonso. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> and and basically you gotta let us know what you're gonna would you prefer to go placata on? What would you go yeah. placata on? And we're gonna give you two choices. Are you ready to play? Do it. All right. Hopefully, so um, uh, some of these, some of these are not two. Some of these are three choices. It's the first time I'm doing this, people, because it's you. So all right. So here we go. We're gonna start with, with one here. Uh, Pete Alonso, what would you go placata on? Fly fishing or hunting? Both. <laughs> that's hey man, that's a tough choice, right? You don't you don't have to choose. You can go placata on both. You're right. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Both. I love both. That's <laughs> both. What do you get from fly fishing? How do you how do you feel when you when you're out there? So I just think that it's a it's a truly special and unique unique experience because for me, like I love waiting, uh, like feeling the river, uh, like you're in a beautiful scenery surrounded by mountains, like, and you're just in the river, feeling the force, uh, feeling the gentle force of the water come, uh, come again, and then you stand there and you're um and then you're just slinging the fly and then just trying to present it the right way i mean it's like you have to be super rhythmic and once you kind of get in the flow of it like you don't it's it doesn't you're not really fishing you're just more of like in a flow in a rhythm and like you just feel like you're wow. a part of like your surroundings um wow. hey. and that I, sounds like i mean it, it's really it's almost like a like a zen experience if you go in the right place um then hunting for me like i love um i love wild game i love venison i love elk um but that's that's more of i would say that's more of a, a spiritual like that's way more of a, it's more of a spiritual um experience than like a than like a zen experience so it's it's two different types types of experiences but i mean i i, I love both i love both What's the weirdest, what's the weirdest thing you, you've eaten off of a hunt? I wouldn't say, oh, so the weirdest thing I, uh, so, okay, <laughs> so, um, so deer, they have these like little white membranes, uh, behind the eyeball. It's basically like, like fat behind the eyeball and, uh, it tastes like pizza dough. So if you take, oh <laughs> no, like I, I'm, I'm telling you, like if you like, Cut it off the back of the eyeball, and then you you eat it. it it's like pizza dough. Wow! No, we got to get Pete on 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 Bear Grylls, man. We got to get you with Bear Grylls <laughs> so you can do an episode. <laughs> but I won't. I won't eat the actual. I I didn't have the actual eyeball. It's like this little membrane on the back. It's it's chewy. It tastes like it tastes like raw pizza dough. It's it's wild. Oh wow! Oh take, wow! Take your word for that. You know when you yeah, were talking definitely. when you were talking when you were talking about about fly fishing. All I could think about is like, oh my God, that's the way he hits. Yeah. That's the way he hits. Yeah. When he's in the box, rhythm, you know, smooth, 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 and at the right time to strike. Yep. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, wow. that's great. All right. All right. I broke it down. That's excellent. All right. So the next one. The next one. So here we go. Piece the other one. Um, Placata on. 
making a web gem at first or uh, going yard? Going placata, baby. That's right. Slugger for life. He does take pride in his defense because, you know, I, I see him working out every single day. But yeah. come on, you got to go in placata is going placata. How about yeah, this? That's yeah. a fact. What would you go placata on? St. Pete Beach or Clearwater Beach? Oh, St. Pete is way better. It's St. Pete. Saint Pete <laughs> right. Way better than Clearwater Beach. All right. Yeah, I, I would. I, I love St. Pete I'm, uh, Beach. I'm with you there, Pete. I'm with you. You know, I spent a lot of time there uh, in St. Yeah, Pete. So absolutely. That's why I asked. So uh, another one, Pete. This, this is a three one here. So get ready for this one. Placata, beating the Braves, beating the Phillies, or beating the Yankees? I mean, everybody. All, all the above. <laughs> all the above. Good answer. All Good answer. Above. My boys will be happy hearing that. <laughs> Just cover it all. Yeah, just cover it all up. That that's that's it. Well, Pete, thank you so much, man, for for joining us today. Uh, truly a pleasure to have you. Um, yeah, uh, we really appreciate your humility, uh, the input, the insight, uh, all the great golden nuggets uh, you gave our audience yes. uh, that, that they can take into their life and apply it to their life. And we yeah. wish you the best of luck going forward, man. And we're big. Thank fans you, Pete. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, joining man. us. No, hundred percent. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. Let's, I appreciate let's do it again. you, man. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Right. Sounds good. <laughs> Later, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.